Welcome to the first edition of Hang Time Indiana, our video podcast about all things Indiana high school basketball. My name is Greg Rakestraw, Vice President of the ISC Sports Network, and joined by Drake Wally, who handles high school football basketball broadcasting period for the good folks at Shine 99 out of the Frankfurt area. Drake, it is good to be with you. I'm going to let you dictate the flow of conversation. You will ask me questions. I will ramble on and on somewhat coherently (laughs) from anywhere from three to five minutes, making your job very easy. That sounds great. That sounds great, Greg. I very much appreciate you being here and answering all of the questions that I'm sure that many people are going to want answered. One of the things that has been very apparent this year is that, as every year, basketball is crazy. Basketball is going absolutely crazy, 1A through 4A, and we have some of the top teams in 1A through 4A, and uh, one of the teams that I that we all talk about is Warren Central, but it's always worth noting some of the smaller schools, too, that are dominating the, the hardwood. Well, if there is a dominant team, it is Warren Central. <laughs> so if, if dominance is where you want to begin, Warren Central is where you start, mm-hmm. although they are not the only unbeaten team in Class 4A. Mm-hmm. Carmel would be of that group as well, and those two don't face each other until February. Mm -hmm. But if it's 1A that you want to go, a team that many people expect to dominate the 1A tournament would be Blackhawk Christian of Fort Wayne. Now, they're not undefeated because they play a fantastic schedule. Even though they're being a a 1A school, they're not part of the Summit Athletic Conference in Fort Wayne, but they play a lot of the top schools Mm -hmm. from the SAC in Fort Wayne. So they will have a fantastic record when the postseason gets underway on February the 26th. They will not have an unblemished record, but they are the number one team in the state. They made the semi-state round last year before Southwood knocked them off. I think most would be stunned if they're not the 1A North team in the 1A bracket this year. But in terms of of small dominance, so to speak, Mm -hmm. there are great teams in 1A and 2A. But if there is a team where dominance is what you want to talk about, the team that now has the third longest winning streak in the history of Indiana high school basketball in Warren Central, having won 46 games in a row, that's where you got to begin. Well, and you know, you're also talking about Warren Central's ability to win. You look at their scores, some of them are a little bit blown out of proportion just because they have such a fast-paced offense, and as you've noted, a great defense that allows around 40 points a game. But they've had some close wins, too, notably in the in the Raymond James class, the, the Hall of Fame Classic. I mean, they had to get by Valparaiso by a score of, by only a margin of four, and they got by Centergrove by only a margin of two, so they have an ability to win just about in any sort of scenario. Well, I was fortunate enough to be on the call of all four of those games in partnership with the IHSA Champions Network and the ISC Sports Network and whoever booked those teams and I know the guys that booked them uh, it's a committee that goes into booking that event um, it, it's hard to imagine they had better days in terms of putting together the four teams of that event because we had four games that day and all of them were five points or fewer from a margin standpoint. So it was Center Grove, Warren Central, Valparaiso, and Westview. So three 4A teams and one of the favorites in 2A in Westview. And all four of those games were absolutely fantastic. But what makes that story even more impressive for Warren Central is that they played until this past week in the Marion County Tournament 
without the guy that was their best player a year ago <laughs> in David Bell. David, a guy that in many years could have been Mr. Football. That went to Jack Kaiser this year. Mm-hmm. David, who has announced he's going to be playing football at Purdue, he didn't play the first half of the season because he was recovering from a high ankle sprain that he suffered in the semi-state for football against Center Grove. He played the state championship game but was clearly limited. Warren Central still won that anyway, and they have had an undefeated season in football sandwiched around an undefeated season last year in basketball and what's an undefeated season so far this year in basketball as well. So David had the All-American game. David wanted to recover from football, so he didn't play in the Hall of Fame Classic. Then they get to Newcastle, and the guy that had replaced him in the starting lineup in Malik Stanley is sick and does not play in either game. So Warren Central played nine quarters that day, or I guess eight and a half to be exact, since overtime is half of a quarter yep. because CG took them to overtime. They played with six guys in the morning game, and they played with sixth and then a seventh that played about 30 seconds in the evening game and remain undefeated. And so now, to start the Marion County Tournament last week, David basically goes, hey, I'll come off the bench. I don't care. I just want to win. <laughs> and that might be the ultimate way that David Bell is remembered in one of the great high school athletic careers in the history of the state. And that's not broadcast or hyperbole. Mm -hmm. He has won now championships in two different sports and could easily win another championship. It won't be easy Mm -hmm. because of the caliber teams they have to play, and you and I will talk about that over the next few minutes. But to have won championships in multiple sports where you are the best player on your team Mm -hmm. in both of those sports is just tremendous. And so, you know, Warren just got by Lawrence Central Mm -hmm. in the championship game of the Marion County Tournament as they win that back-to-back years. And they only led for the last three minutes of the game. Those two teams now play each other again coming up on Friday night in their regularly scheduled Mick contest, which could go a long way in determining who the Mick champion is going to be. Carmel has already a victory over LC from back in December, winning that game 61-55. to So Carmel and Warren will play in February, and then Warren will play LC, you would assume at some point in their Mm -hmm. sectional, Mm -hmm. because they're in the same sectional, and then Carmel and Warren could play in the state championship game for not just a second year in a row in basketball, but for a second sport in a row, because they (laughs) played in that in football as well. So the Warren Central story itself is its own documentary, let alone a podcast. But what David Bell, that team, and head coach Chris Byers have accomplished in the last two years at a school that had not won a basketball sectional nor the Marion County Tournament for 18 years until last year, it is just absolutely and utterly amazing what that group is accomplishing. Well, and it's not all about it, it's not all about Warren Central. So it can be. That's okay. It, yeah. it, it can be. Right. But a lot of the teams, as you alluded to, that they that they actually play. I mean, we have teams like Lawrence Central. We have teams like Carmel, who's got the third hardest schedule in the entire state. We have teams like Indianapolis uh, Cathedral, Brownsburg. So this is a team that has to play the top echelon of competition. They continue to win. Well, welcome to the Mick. <laughs> and that, 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 that's playing in the mix. And, and that's not to at all try to put down the level of competition they play. But my guess would be if you looked at strength of schedule, you could probably go one through eight and go, that team plays in the mix, and that team plays in the mix, and that team plays in the mix. <laughs> but the great thing about the Indianapolis 4A schools is that obviously you don't have to go far to find other great games outside of your league. Absolutely. The same goes for Cathedral, uh, who obviously is in the same sectional as both Warren Central and Lawrence Central. Mm-hmm. The same goes for Zionsville, who can go out and play you know, the best teams that they can find. You know, Zionsville's losses on the year have been to Carmel, 
and to Cathedral twice. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously they play in the Hoosier Crossroads Conference, and they've got a great game coming up on Friday night with Hamilton Southeastern. Um, and so, no, the, the strength of schedule for the four A's in the Indianapolis area is just tremendous, largely because of the dominance of the Mick. But even the schools outside of that league can go play the best schools from that league whenever they want. Well, and we also, uh, you know, along with Warren, along with Warren Central and all of the top teams that have continued to dominate, we also have to look at what, what at least what I would like to talk to you uh, with you about is who won last year in state championship and how they're faring this year. Sure. So, like, you know, we'll just kind of go through it. You know, starting at one A, you have Morristown. They won last year. So, how are they continuing to defend their state championship this year? Yeah, they knew it was going to be tough. Uh, they really had a big three last year uh, with Lang Cable, and I always forget which Lang Cable is which. There was the older brother, and then there was the younger brother. The younger brother is now at Morristown. There's a Dylan and a Hayden, and I'm sorry, Mr. Lane Cable. I always get your kids confused. The older one played at Northwood and is like a couple of years removed from college at this point. The younger one led him to a state championship, now plays for Scott Hetty. So I named him properly, sort of, because I named both first names. One of them is the older brother. The other one is the younger brother. Uh, but he's playing at, at Marion. And then Eli Strevel, a fantastic shooter off of last year's team. I don't think he's playing college basketball. But the young man that returns for head coach Scott McClellan uh, is, is Logan Laster. Uh, and probably not an Indiana all-star, but clearly a young man that can play a level of college basketball past this year. Um, I, I think they're a fringe top 10 team. Uh, I, I do think there's probably better teams in the area, um, and, you know, they'd have to play Oldenburg Academy. Gary Mormon's squad is really good this year. They're ranked. Uh, they're in the same sectional. Uh, once they got to the regional round or the semi-state round, there's other great competition in this area, like University that would be, mm-hmm. I believe, in their regional. I think at the semi-state round, they'd play Bar-Reeve, who, whom they played in a phenomenal game. I mean, the, the doubleheaders at Seymour the last two years in the semi-state have been ridiculous. <laughs> and Morristown and Bar-Reeve were the first half of the doubleheader before then Warren Central played Romeo Langford in New Albany last year. So Morristown, I don't think, will repeat as a state champ. Okay, But I think they could repeat as a sectional champ and and again given the amount of talent they lost off of that team last year They've had a solid season for Coach McClellan. Well, and 1A, 1A basketball is where you're going to find a lot of talent that, you know, a lot of 3A, 4A, it kind of overshadows what you can see in some of those classes. And so 2A is where my alma mater is located, which is Lewis Cass. Now, it's been since 2003 is the last time we won a state championship. Um, but uh, the team that won it last year were the Oak Hill Golden Eagles. Now, this year, I know that I know that in that, especially with that team, they had a lot of seniors that left. Um, but so this year, what are they doing to possibly increase their hopes of defending to get a another state championship back-to-back years. You know, 2A, I think, is wide open. It's going to be tough for Oak Hill. Kevin Renbarger does a great job as the head coach at Oak Hill. But again, they lost not just so much talent, but so much size off of that team. It was amazing to watch the 2A state championship game last year. Oak Hill would frequently have four guys 6'5 or taller on the floor. Uh, and, and Forest Park had a couple of 6'8 players on their team as well. It was very uncommon size at the 2A level. Oak Hill is a program you almost assume they're going to win a minimum of 15 games every year. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be a tough out once the postseason comes around. But in terms of of two-way talent, again, in the northern half of the state, I love that Westview team. They're in the same sectional as LaVille. Both those teams, because they're playing better competition this year, uh, they went to the sectional with a combined one loss. (laughs) 
last year <laughs> because they don't play each other during yeah. the regular season, although they're in the same sectional. Westview has played multiple 4A teams, and they have picked up some losses, but with the talent they have, led by uh, Charlie Yoder, whose dad is, is and Rob is the head coach at Westview, that team, I think, can go a long way. LaVille with Michael Edison as the head coach uh, from his playing days at Plymouth for playing for, for his dad, Jack at Plymouth High School, they're going to be a well-coached team. You know, I think Oak Hill's a team that can that can make a tournament run. I don't think we'll see them back at Bankers Life Fieldhouse just because it's too tough for them to replenish the talent they lost from that state championship team. Well, and it's also, as you said, it's very wide open. So really, when you lose that kind of talent, it kind of opened up opens up a lot of doors for other teams that didn't have that opportunity. In 2A, a team I would think about in the, in the southern half of the state is Southwestern. They were good last year. They are utterly ridiculous this year. They've been playing without their best player and still been putting it two teams. So the number one team in 2A, 14-1. and one. Their lone loss was to their big rival in Madison. Um, but they're, they're going to be ready for a run come tournament time now. Uh, in, in the sectional, or I'm sorry, the, the regional level, they run into a very good Linton-Stockton team uh, coached by Joey yep. Hart, a perennial powerhouse in terms of, of 2A. Uh, Crawford County and Tell City have had very good years at the 2A level as well. Crawford County, uh, Jerry Hanger back in, in coaching. They had a rough loss against Corden uh, this past weekend. Uh, so it will not be an easy path for Southwestern. Then once you get to the Indianapolis area, you have to get through Shenandoah, right? Yeah. Number two this week. Tough and, teams. And Dave McCullough simply put one of the best coaches in the state. Uh, Shenandoah is very good. Christoph Kendrick in his second year at Howe. They're a team that made the Indianapolis City Finals last year. That tournament gets underway this week. Weather permitting, the schedule is for them to play the championship game next Monday. They're going to be a tough out in 2A as well. 2A probably, I think, is the most balanced class in terms of instead of appointing to one or two teams that I say, hey, I think they're the state champ. In 2A, it could be a variety of schools, but uh, a lot of different options. Again, I, I don't think it's going to be Oak Hill. Well, that makes it really exciting, though, when you have that many different kinds of teams. that you, you I mean, you don't know who's going to win the championship. It's always entertaining because, you know, it's always a free-for-all. Um, and, you know, we, we talked about Warren Central plenty, I, I would say. So I want to touch on uh, the final team here, the last year's 3A championship state winner, the Culver Academy. You know, Culver Academy was probably the team that was a little bit over Overlooked. Um, they were mm. well respected all year under head coach Mark Galloway. Uh, his son Trey, one of their key players, DeAndre Craig, uh, Nick Kittle at six foot nine, a lefty that has range, uh, you know, to three point range. But Culver Academy is able to get past Newcastle and Mason Gillis and Luke Bumbelow last year. Newcastle now looks completely different. Unfortunately, Mason Gillis likely being out for the year because of a knee injury. Luke Bumbelow has had some phenomenal performances. With the supporting cast around him, it, it, it was it was a team powered by an inside-outside threat, and now it's a team really with one great score. And so there was no way for Newcastle to replace you know what Mason Gillis brought to the table. Absolutely. If Marion can get all their pieces healthy around Jalen Blackman, I think they can make a run in the 3A North. But I still think Culver Academy is is the best team in 3A just because they bring back virtually everybody. They are not a deep team. They do not want to play more than, than, than a starting five or a starting six. I last saw them at the Forum Tip-Off Classic. They played six. In the second <laughs> half, they played five. The starting five they've got is as good as any starting five in the state. The key is, can you get into their bench? Can, can you attack their depth? As far as the southern half of 3A is concerned, that's been largely the domain of Evansville Bossy mm -hmm. over the last few years. And, and Keyron Powell is one of the great rebounders and shot blockers in the state. 
but does he have the talent he's had in years gone by? I think the answer is no. Uh, you know, it's it's impossible to replace a guy like a Mikhail Larry uh, that is now playing at Miami of Ohio. And so, a couple of names to think about from the southern half of 3A: Silver Creek. They've kind of stopped the region around because of Bossy for most of the last few years. They need to be on your radar. Greensburg, also kind of like Culver Academy, not very deep, but in terms of having three tremendous players in Wellage, Cummer, and Sparks. They've got a couple of kids shooting better than 50% from three-point range. That's incredible. In Wellage and Cummer, and they're long. Cummer's 6'4", Wellage is 6'8". They can shoot over guys defensively. Uh, but also, never sleep on Indianapolis Addicts either. <laughs> the team that two years ago won the 3A state championship, um, they are good again this year, head coach Chris Hawkins. So 3A is probably similar to 2A mm-hmm. in terms of I can point to seven or eight teams and say, hey, they can get it done, they can get it, get it done. Don't sleep on Mishawaka Marion in 3A. Don't sleep on West Lafayette in 3A. Red Devils. Northwestern undefeated, as you and I are putting this together, with Taysen Parker leading them in 3A. Delta. Mark Detweiler's done a tremendous job of coaching up that Delta team, but it's a little bit easier to point to the defending state champ when they return so many pieces as Mark Galloway's team does this year. So I, I guess what I'll, what I'll finish this subject with asking you is, out of these four teams, who do you think has the best chance to repeat? Warren Center. <laughs> now, again, LC is really good. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cathedral in their section was really good. LN is by no means a slouch. Absolutely. Then you got to go through their regional where Ben Davis or Pike is awaiting. And Brownsburg is likely awaiting. Then you got to go to the semi-state where you're going to see Center Grove or maybe Floyd Central led by Kobe Barnes, who I think is going to be an Indiana all-star. Uh, and then... Maybe you're looking at Carmel again, waiting on you in the state championship game. (laughs) So if you thought their regular season schedule was tough, they, depending on how the ping pong balls bounce, they literally could play a ranked team every round (laughs) of the state tournament. But when you go to Warren Central, that's just what you expect. Mm -hmm. So of the teams to repeat, to me, it's Warren one. And Culver Academy would be too. And there's a lot going on, especially with with the, with these four teams. But what there was also a lot going on with was the Marion County Tournament. Yeah, and it was very exciting. Tell us a little more about that. Well, for a second year in a row, part of what was going on with the Marion County Tournament was snow uh, that, that kind of pushed back uh, some of the schedules. Unfortunately, uh, you know, for the Marion County Tournament, so they had to push back the final for a for two days from Saturday to Monday. Uh, but it was Warren Central and Lawrence Central, and because. Warren's undefeated and Carmel's undefeated and so many key pieces on both those teams are back from last year. LC to some degree has been overshadowed, but Al Gooden's team is really, really good. And of course, Al for many years coached out of the Fort Wayne area, made state championship appearances at, at Harding High School. Uh, once he got to Lawrence Central, uh, you know, he's had some very good teams. There's that guy, literally in Kyle guy, that now plays at the University of Virginia uh, that, that Al had a chance to coach. And, and then they've kind of rebuilt from that time up. Um, LC is rightfully the third best team in the state. And they came close to beating number two. They led number one. They've got another shot at them coming up in a couple of days. Um, <laughs> it will be not good. be easy for Warren to get past them this time, let alone likely in sectional 10, because you'd assume they're going to play each other at some point in time in that sectional. So LC's a really good team. But that that tournament every year is just so loaded. You know, Pike with Bill Zick, I, I think, are, are figuring things out. Ben Davis 
returned a lot of pieces off of last year's team, namely Dewan Jones, who's still trying to figure out am I playing football next year or basketball <laughs> next tough. year. Jalen Windham's <laughs> going to play for Ron Hunter at Georgia State under a new head coach and in, in Don Carlisle, another guy with IUPUI ties. So, um, you know, you get to the fifth or sixth best team in the Marion County tournament and go, man, that's a really good basketball team. And we say that every year in this tournament. So we have another great game, Hamilton Southeastern and Zionsville. Greg, you got to tell us a little more about that as well. I'm going to call this the size matters game because it is ridiculous <laughs> the height that these two teams have. So HSE starts 6-7, 6-7, and 7-2 in their front line. Their two guard is 6-5. So on the flip side, wow. Zionsville has Isaiah Thompson, all right, their all-time leading scorer in program history. He was the case coming into his senior year. He's got a good shot at 2,000 points by the end of this season. It's incredible. But he is the only player south of 6'4 that is in their starting lineup. So 6'4", 6'6", 6'6", and 6'8", within 6'10", coming off of the bench. So it is ridiculous the amount of size that these two teams have. Zionsville, a team because of that size that likes to zone you up. Mm -hmm. The question is, can Hamilton Southeastern really shoot over? that size and so this game along with brownsburg in that mix as well really goes a long way in determining whom the hoosier crossroads conference champion is going to be and i realize there's been a lot of love for the mick in the podcast and rightfully so absolutely but the hoosier crossroads conference also you know with with the top three i know that matt moore's group at fishers already has a huge win in the mudsock game over hamilton southeastern uh back on december the 14th and so that that has kind of thrown a a bit of a wrinkle in there too. And so because of Carmel, Warren, LC, not in that particular order, not to mention Center Grove, you know, the top half of the MIC is absolutely loaded this year. But the top half of of, of the HCC comes in right behind that. I'm not sure all three of those teams are top 10 teams, right. but all three of those teams are top 15 teams. And more importantly, those are three teams that uh, I'm not sure you want to draw them uh, in the sectional <laughs> exactly. or any point in the state tournament because they're all really good. And Brownsburg may not have the height that HSC and Zionsville does, but all three of those teams are physical and so tough to get easy baskets against because of how good they are in, in terms of the interior. And, and it sounds like a very interesting game. So if you, if you had to decide who you think is going to topple the other, if you will, Hamilton Southeastern and Zionsville, who do you have? I would expect a great game, which you can watch live on the ISC Sports Network. So instead of answering your question, I will go shameless plug. You can watch the game live at ISCSportsNetwork.com. But the other thing I will point out is that it's part of a really good girls-boys doubleheader that night at Zionsville. So I know we're going to talk more about the girls' side uh, of basketball in the in next week's show because mm -hmm. we'll also have the postseason pairings because mm -hmm. the girls' draw comes up on Sunday afternoon. But HSE uh, might be the top team in 4A in this area. Top team in the state in girls' basketball might be in the 3A realm in Northwestern. Mm -hmm. They play North Central, again, weather permitting, as part of Basketball Day in Indiana yep. coming up on Saturday. But Zionsville were the runners-up in 4A to Warren Central last year. So, And you see more and more of the girls-boys doubleheaders on Friday night, and I think it's wonderful. But in terms of caliber of teams – there's really having teams that are in the top 10, top 15 in the state. It'll be hard to find a doubleheader where all four teams are as good as you'll see with HSC and Zionsville coming up on Friday night. Well, and it's, down, it's bound to be an absolutely wonderful game, especially when you have that kind of size, that kind of physical presence. And, uh, and it's going to be great to be covering uh, the girls' basketball side of things as well next week. No doubt about that. That'll do it for the first edition of the Hangtime Indiana Podcast. 
go get to a game, weather permitting, of course, this weekend. For the games that you cannot see, maybe you might catch them on the ISC Sports Network. You can also catch them, of course, as part of State Champs Indiana, the highlight show that covers more than just basketball, but of course is seen multiple times every week on Fox Sports Indiana. For Drake Wally, this is Greg Rakestraw. We'll do it again next week.